How's it going, everybody? Lunch Crew live with you here with Chris and Layton. Layton and Chris. How's it going, Layton? <laughs> Welcome, Breakamaniacs, collectors, and friends to the sixth episode of the Lunch Crew. Appreciate all of you joining us today. Great, great. <laughs> Nick Gable, no more technical difficulties. Yes. Uh, it's quite a busy week in the hobby this week, Layton. Uh, I know you and I have been texting back and forth with a lot of uh, the goings-on, a lot of the changes. And uh, I, I guess uh, we start with the, 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 the new product change and the new service that Tops rolled out. What do you think? Yeah, please. I you know I love learning about the new releases from you, so uh, fire away when ready. So uh, Major League Baseball announced that there would be these pro – these. Um, jerseys that are their on-field debut of Volpe and several other players. Uh, we've known about them for a while. That part is not new. Uh, however, what new is they have finally revealed how they're going to be distrib distributed to collectors. And um, it's as no surprise, they are redemption cards. But these aren't normal redemption cards. You know, Normally, you enter a code on a website and... Uh, Maybe eventually they send you your card, right? With these, you still enter the code on the website. However, they contact you and facilitate the transfer of the card. They're calling it white glove service. Also, they will submit to uh, SGC, CSG, or BGS as part of the promotion. Why no PSA? Because PSA... You know, said, no, we're too busy, go away, which is kind of odd to me, but it's what they said. Uh, the redemptions never expire, and these are going to be some of the most valuable memorabilia cards of, of any of these prospects. Think, think Logo Man in basketball. I mean, just think about, like, years down the road, you can say you have the patch from their very first time they stepped on a major league field. Better. Well, Chris, selfishly, I, I hope that it becomes the logo men of, of, you know, like basketball because logo men are valuable. People chase them. It's good for breaking. And, you know, listen, I want to keep things real on this show. You know, even though I may not necessarily collect them, I see the value in them. And I understand that if people decide to chase them, it means that they're going to rip product. And whether it be you're speculating on wax to hold it or you're like us here at Vintage Breaks and we, you know, open it. Even though it is modern, believe it or not, Vintage Breaks does open modern product. And to me, Chris, even though it's not vintage, I like the notion that if any of these stars turn out to be like a Mike Trout, right, or anything of that nature, these cards are going to be, forget about the value, because I don't want to tout value. Mm -hmm. I know they're going to be highly sought after. And usually with demand comes, you know, a price uh, that's going to be high, um, considering there's only going to be one. Um, I think that's really exciting for... A hobby i think it's exciting for collectors i think it's exciting for dealers i think it's exciting for breakers chris what do you think i think they picked a perfect year to launch this i mean uh yeah. not only is you know this is fanatics's foray they're still getting their feet wet and still trying out different things uh they picked a wide rookie class with a lot of high upside guys i mean there could there could very easily be hall of famers and superstars in this rookie class and not only that, they still have Jason Dominguez, who also wore the patch earlier in the year. Ellie De La Cruz, 
who also wore the patch earlier in the year. Which they're going to basically use when they issue the, the official rookies of those guys. Correct. They will be the, in the 2024 product. So they're already set Yeah, I'm saying I like the sound of all this. It sounds like more RPA-type basketball-related things. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, football RPAs are really big. So there's no reason, and I was going to ask you to close with this, Chris, that I can think of that there shouldn't be big baseball RPAs. It, it's it's always bad. I've always attributed it to just Panini running circles around the tops as far as actual hobby stuff goes. Uh, Business-wise, license-wise, yes, tops was always better than Panini. But innovation-wise, product-wise, y- y- give me Panini. Um, well, with the gimme Panini, <laughs> uh, you know, closing there, before we talk about some of the cards that we have for sale today, uh, on the Lunch Crew, Episode 6, we have a few cards we offer for sale every week, and this week is no different. Um, I did professional sports authenticators, but our own public service announcement. Our new website, Advantage Breaks, oh. is going to be rolling out next week. So if you can, check it out at vintagebreaks.com. At the very least, check out our stream. We break and stream live seven days a week on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash vintage breaks yeah the new new website one of my favorite things about it is the design is forward facing uh like if you look at it on a cell phone and you're looking at it different or it's gonna hold like it it's 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 so easy to um use yeah and and to be fair it's based on you know shopify which is Mm -hmm. a very popular um software that you know a lot of retailers use on the web Great, great. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm both nervous and excited. I think. Uh, well, I know why you're nervous. nervous. Yeah. Because <laughs> if no one knows that's listening to Lunch Crew, now you know. Chris Gilmore has been working with us here at Vintage Breaks for several years, uh, full time, and even before that, part time. I mean, you know, I feel like I've known Chris since he was three yeah. at this point, but it hasn't been that long because um, I wasn't around for the football days. But that'll be a story for a different episode, folks. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, tell us what cards we have for sale today. So I picked out a couple and like I, I picked out a player that both baffles me why his cards aren't expensive and a player that's cards should be on the rise if he does what he was drafted to do. Uh, the first card is the, the superstar who just can't seem to get hobby traction because, well, he plays in Kansas City. This is a uh, Sapphire PSA 10 Bobby Witt Jr., and, you know, Bobby Witt plays defense, runs, does everything that the modern baseball athlete is supposed to do. Like, the game used to be you could have a Ryan Howard at first base, and you still can, but those are starting to be pretty rare. You, you It's moving more towards athletes, and players like Bobby Witt, Corbin Carroll, Gunnar Henderson all fit that mold. And um, the fact that, this, that you can get this card for 60 bucks kind of blows my mind. Wow. Well, I mean, for whatever it's worth, you know, I'm a Bobby Witt Jr. fan because we had Bobby Witt Jr. open a few packs with us mm-hmm. during a Vintage Breaks experience uh, before he actually hit the majors. It was shortly before. Uh, he signed a bunch of baseballs for us. We still have a few of those on hand. We're always cheering for Bobby. But I agree with you. If you're into modern baseball card collecting, Bobby Witt Jr. is a highly touted prospect who's already showing he can do it on the field. And maybe because some of the downward pressure that the card market has felt, which a lot of the other areas of the, mm-hmm. of the world has felt, um, for $60, I would just look at it as, hey, you're buying a piece of Bobby Witt and, you know, some fandom that comes with it. And you actually have some, you know, upside. And then if he performs in the field, 
there's a chance that uh, it could go higher. Just out of curiosity, uh, Chris, what is kind of like the next level if folks wanted to buy? Is it an autographed version of that or is it a numbered version of that? It's uh, yellow numbered to 75 and there's a green numbered to 99, gold to 50, orange to 25, parapachuta, big word, parapachuta 101. Well, that sounds like a Scrabble word that Crosby and I will have to learn for next game because we're beginning into that. But Chris, what do you have up as the next card for sale? So the next one is the, uh, it's a basketball player who was drafted to do big things, hasn't done them yet. This is a 2021 Prism Fast Break autograph of Jalen Suggs in a PSA 9. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to offload your junk here. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Jalen Suggs junk? Uh, I mean, that's a high lottery pick of a high upside guy. So tell tell the audience who's who's you know listening here about Jalen Suggs. I remember him from college, but I haven't heard much in the NBA about him yet. Well, I mean, it's 2021 draft. Uh, he did sit out the first season when it, with an injury, but like if you watch him, if, if if you watch games now, he's putting up 20 points. Uh, pretty regularly at a point guard position, you know, 20 points is nothing to nothing to, to you know call your mama about but however the consistency's starting to get there and he's starting starting to get into the swing, swing of things mama if you're listening <laughs> if i scored 20 points a game i would call you yeah 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 we we would but like you know luca's putting up like 30 you know it's, it's, it's all right all right level. well anyway i understand your point and what does this cost uh it's a 50 dollars card real cheap wow so is that on card or sticker Sticker, all uh, fast breaks or sticker. All right. Well, for those that didn't know, all fast break autographs that are issued in Prism apparently are sticker autos. I didn't know yep. that. Um, all right, Chris, let's get to the vintage. Let's get to the vintage. Yeah, your eyes light up when you say let's get to the vintage. Oh, come on. It's yeah. <laughs> all right. So we got uh, this guy's a big deal. I remember there's shots of him running into Yogi Bear's on. Yeah. So may he rest in peace. We lost on Larson not that long ago. This is a 1956 Topps um, version of Don Larson. Uh, Don's rookie is in 54 Bowman. He's got a 55 Bowman card, but believe it or not, his 56 Topps is his first Topps card. Oh. Uh, so a full two years after his Bowman. It is a very popular card. This one in particular, it really looks like it's near mint. Uh, it doesn't look X. Uh, that's part of the reason why I chose it. I also chose it because Don Larson pitched a perfect game in game five of the 56 World Series, helped the Yankees to win, and still goes down as one of the most iconic baseball moments, if not sporting moments of all time. Um, and so this card, you know, certainly has the appearance of, I have it in front of me, has the appearance of a seven, uh, meaning a near mint card. Uh, it is $100, which is about what fives go for. So if you're looking for a really nice five of this card, you appreciate what Don Larson did. And you either don't have his 54 Bowman rookie or you do have it and you didn't realize his 56 tops is a full two years later for his first full tops card. Regardless of all of that, I think it's a great card for the price. If you're in the market for a Don Larson, we're not suggesting in any way, shape or form for investment purposes, you should be buying Don Larson. But I do think it's a great card for the price. And I happen to love uh, 56 tops. Baseball. Is that a gray or a white bag? Look at you, fancy pants. Uh, it's a gray back. The question. Daniel Lynch asked the question in the chat. Oh, so. well, good. Good. And by the way, folks, if you're not sure and you're listening to the lunch crew, these cards are available for sale at vintagebreaks.com. You can use 
credit, PayPal, etc. The only thing you cannot use to purchase these cards is great credit. Right, and we started putting that in the title too, so there's no confusion. Uh, all right, Chris, we have one more vintage card. I know we do, we do. It is probably from the most, arguably the most popular set at Vintage Breaks. I noticed when we retail sets, this set kind of stands alone. Well, you know, the T206 set, the 33 Gaudi, and the 52 Tops are really, you know, I guess it's lacking a fourth for the Mount Rushmore. But those are the top three baseball sets that come to mind. I uh, certainly would love to hear in the chat, or if you're listening to this show afterwards, let me know in the chat if you had to name a fourth set for the Mount Rushmore of baseball sets, what would it be besides the T206 set, 33 Gaudi set, the 1933 Gaudi set to be more specific, and the 1952 Topps baseball set? Well, here today, we have a beautiful example, even though it's only graded to one and a half. It's got great eye appeal for an SGC one and a half. It is the only card of Dizzy Dean in the 1933 Gaudi set. Um, and this one in particular, like I said, is graded SGC one and a half. It is $650. And um, it has appreciated recent years, but if you look at that price versus what it would cost you, for example, to choose one on eBay, you're going to be buying one that's going to look a lot worse than this one, meaning it's going to be an ugly one uh, for the same price. So I'm trying to bring value, of course, to the Lunch Crew audience. We appreciate each and every one of you listening. And by the way, we didn't uh, say this earlier, Chris, at least for my cards. I can't speak for you, Chris, but we've done some really fun trades throughout the years. Uh, recently did one with Jim Ector. I actually traded him three Gowdies. He traded me back a mishmash of like vintage Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. and he's working on the set right now. I've heard some others in our community are working on the 1933 Gaudi set, including Andrew. So the point is, if we have cards up for sale, and it's around that holiday time, and the budget isn't quite there, but you have cards to trade, well, listen, you're talking to a bona fide baseball card nerd. So mm-hmm. if it's vintage cards, I'm likely going to be interested in some way, shape, or form with something you got. So drop me a line anytime. You can email me directly, Leighton at JustCollect.com. Chris, if you feel the need that you want to, you know, screen the emails and, you know, let me know. No, 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 I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> you can hit me up here. You can, uh, meaning through email, you can also DM me directly on Instagram, Leighton underscore Sheldon. Uh, it'd be great to hear from you and try to do a trade. Yeah, Daniel's saying it's a good price for the card. He has an ugly one. And he paid four fifty. Yeah, no, no, this is a really good. Uh, this is a nice one and a half, uh, and you'll enjoy the fifty six tops as well. Uh, so anyway, those are the two cards for sale. I I, I got to wave the white flag this week, like, I, like like you're this Dean kind of kind of blowing me away here. Like uh, that's a beautiful card. Oh yeah, no, I I'm glad that you're saying that because I know offline I can't wait to tell the staff like I just smashed you. Yeah, on the field. Two yeah. for two. I mean, you can go crawl back into the dugout if you want. You can take a knee. You know, you got some clock. You know, yeah, you can take you know, a knee, whatever you yeah, like. Yeah. All right. That's great. Uh, but let's talk about, let's go from old to new. Let's talk about, speaking of new, some uh, new releases. What do we got on the docket? So, like, we're getting to that point in the calendar where things get a little, things get a little scarce as far as actual hobby, you know, actual hobby releases. You're going to see a lot of things made for Costco. You're going to see a lot of things. Like, they made this like specialty box for Costco. You're going to see them do a lot of retail retail stuff. You know, the holiday mega boxes and stuff like that are coming out. And that stuff's all fun, impulse-style stuff. But if we're talking about the meat of the hobby, which is what most people watching this will be into. It's uh, Topps Chrome Update is the best of the, of, of the stuff to come out in this release cycle. 
it's where those one-on-one debut patch autos are. It comes in regular hobby in a new format, which is Breaker's Delight. And Breaker's Delight is kind of like, uh, think of uh, another borrowed concept from Panini, the choice box, the, where they have you know a very trimmed down version of the content without so much base cards. I can't keep a straight face. I think Breaker's Delight, <laughs> Delight and I'm like, oh my God, are they ordering Chinese food today? I'm yeah. not sure. They think there's like some deli- some dish there named like Chicken Delight, and I'm like starving. Uh, yeah. But I did hear about Breaker's Delight because as soon as I walked in today, excuse me, as soon as Sam walked in today, I say hi to him. Second word out of his mouth, he's like, we got more Breaker's Delight. I'm like, what? He's like, we have to get more Breaker's Delight. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. I think, he's, I, I think he texted you. Yeah, I, I, I really agree with Sam. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be difficult, but I do agree with Sam. Uh, but oh, listen, we'll try. But I, I do dig this about fanatics, and I think this should not be taken lightly. I'm appreciative of it. I know I'm grateful of it. I think, of course, of course, the modern collectors are grateful of this. I love the fact they created a fa- effectively a licensed baseball RPA rookie of some of the top rookies right now. Mm-hmm. Baseball itself for these young kids is on fire. Second of all, they didn't exclude retail, right, Chris? Absolutely you not. You can pull this anywhere. Yes. And one of the things that I found unsettling about NT basketball is, and I know, you know, folks like uh, the guys at Blez, for example, you know, you can buy a spot in like their crazy national treasures break for like $29, but you don't necessarily get a card. You know, a chance at a card, a thing. It's very expensive, but you can, you can potentially participate. This is, this is my point. Why does it have to be only in national treasures? Why just for the rich? So I do like that I could be with my eight going on nine-year-old son. We could be at one of these retail establishments, spend an amount of money that we can afford for our budget. Right. And yeah. You could be in the car and I could be like, oh my God, I need a holder. <laughs> you do this like, like we call them steering wheel brakes in Facebook groups because they always get the steering wheels and some people like to flex with their- I know, I dig that. Yeah. And like, hopefully yeah. they're not just trying to model. <laughs> oh, come on, man. We've all been there. We bought a candy bar. You bought food from like the Chinese food local store, right? You bought a bagel sandwich and like, you don't wait till you get home. You get yeah. into the car and you hit that right away. <laughs> yeah. just <laughs> The struggle is if you hit something that needs protecting, you better make sure you got something in the glove box. You need to travel exactly. sleeves and top loaders and card savers, you know. <laughs> Appreciate Alfred saying he thinks that Dizzy D would make a wonderful addition to anyone's collection. It would for $450. No, sorry, yeah. $650. Yeah, $650. That was uh, the one. For $650. <laughs> nah, listen, I get it. Um, but I was throwing out the point, though, and I don't want to digress here. I think trading is really important, and I and I do want to credit here Rob from Burbank. Talks about liquidity. Um, you know, everyone runs a different business. So, you know, I don't think that you should try to run Rob's store and be as big or, or as, as, you know, the depth of millions of cards. I mean, it's, you lose your mind. Spend the rest of your life building that. Build what you think is great. Same thing with the collection. Build what collection you think is great. But we're here to help you. I can't speak for Chris. Oh, yeah. But I am, <laughs> joking aside, my gut or my guess is if there's a card even in the $100 range and you don't quite have the, the money or the funds, especially with the holidays around the corner, Drop us a line offline. We will be happily uh, uh, to engage you in a possible trade. So just let us know. Um, But getting back to the new releases, I'm super pumped 
about what Fanatics did with Tops, allowing the masses to pull some of these baseball RPAs, which, listen, I'm super pumped about. Absolutely. Like, and, you know, this this uh, update, they have used all the big names that they can use this year. There are no big names that are unique to update like you've seen in previous years, like an 18 with Acuna and Otani. Sure. Soto, like, these aren't, they're, 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 this isn't Jordan Walker's first run flagship. So they have to rely on autographs and memorabilia of, of, of these players because you can't, the flagship rookie's not going to carry it. Um, museum collection baseball is the other release, and this has been a staple. And that's put out by Tops as well. Yes, it's been a staple since '08. It's high. It's higher end. It. it, it well, it, at the when it came out, it was the high end. As all products, it, it's it's been trumped by things like Definitive and other products. Uh, now it actually falls into a mid range price tag, but. It's four mini boxes, which I do like um, because, you know, if you walk into a hobby shop, you can grab a mini box and go and, you know, not feel like you have to sign paperwork. <laughs> That's the thing. If I feel like I got to sign paperwork for a box of cards, I'm not buying it. But, <laughs> but like, the issue with, with museum is they've not, they haven't really innovated on it, like, ever. It, like, uh, it, it's, been, it's been the same since they put in gold frame. It was the first part they ever have gold framed autographs. And they did that because they were experiencing chipping in the cutting process of big, thick cards. So they put that gold frame around it, and that started a museum collection. It's a, it's a portrait on a wall in a museum, like the Mona, Mona Lisa was the concept for that. And, you know, it's kind of, it, it can be a lot of fun. It can be, and you can get monster hits out of it. It's just, it hasn't changed in a while, and I really wish they would shake that up. Well, you know, I understand. I just think as a general sentiment, they did a good job with the fact, as you said, some of these guys have already had flagships. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of value. And, and, and like I said, to me, does, does Fanatics and Tops want to do a lot of sales? Yes. Are they for profit? Yes. Might they go public? Yes. So no one thinks they're doing this for charity. <laughs> I'm just also a realist, right? I, I, I collect I also, you know, consume modern product. I may not buy a lot of it, um, and I certainly prefer vintage. But make no mistake, man, I hope that I get my son into the hobby, that he likes opening baseball packs um, so that, you know, we can bond over it. And, you know, so one day if we pull one of these super-duper cards, awesome. And if we don't, I'm certainly going to be excited for the other folks that do. Um, I like to shout out to David Adams um, and other companies like them that are putting out big bounties on these cards. I think that is kind of like somebody icing on the cake because I don't know how long Fanatics and or Tops will be always issuing bounties. Maybe we'll see more of it in the future. So I just think in general, I like the way things are evolving, Chris. Would you agree? Oh, I definitely agree. I, I love where Fanatics is going from the hobby aspect. There are some things business-wise, and there's been a few gaps that I'm like, eh. But, but, of course. You know, uh, they've they've used some of those gas as a great. Wait, so from now on, Chris, anytime you make a mistake <laughs> for us on vintage breaks, we're gonna just do an electroshock. I won't even have to talk to you on the phone. You know, like we're, my son we're wears, you know, that. a patch for his medical condition. You're gonna wear like a, something that gets an electroshock from Central. We're, we're we're already doing that. Just so you know, we've been doing that for you know. That's John, why you've been doing a better job. I've noticed. <laughs> John rolled that out a year ago. And uh, he yeah, also... I was thinking, I think they cranked up the voltage about 60 days ago, yeah, but you know, but I every, could be wrong. 
every third mess up, and you may have seen this on the airline miles, he will fly down and actually issue a swift, swift, swift kick to the backside too. Um, all right. Well, before we move on, Monty says, and I agree with him. Kudos to Fanatics and Tops to giving a one of one RPA chance for ten dollars a pack or in that vicinity. You can't beat it. And in this day and age, honestly, I hear my dad in the background saying, "You know how much eggs cost?" I'm like, "No, Dad. Tell me how much eggs cost." By the way, Dad, I don't know if you know, but we talked last week. You told me how much eggs cost. He's like, "I don't care if I repeat myself." I'm like, "I know, but but I do." Well, eggs are expensive, so that's my point. Is everything's expensive? Eggs everything is expensive. Um, and that was really cheesy. Um, but we're trying to have some fun here on the sixth episode of the lunch crew. And uh speaking of having fun, Chris, I'd like to dive right into the last topic if we could. Great. So we're gonna get right into the whole how to deal with your cards. <laughs> it's a time of year of the holidays. We want, of course, be grateful. We're appreciative for our families and our loved ones, and in some cases, our jobs. I can't speak for everybody. But everyone is a collector, is we're all grateful and thankful for our cards. But the joking aside, at some point, there comes a time, look at Chris and I, we're selling two cards each. But everyone has to sell cards at some point. It's not particularly hard to sell them, but you know what's difficult to do? It's difficult to sell your cards and have a price in mind that is realistic. And you're going to achieve that price or just to simply let it go. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to give you some advice from, if you will, the horse's mouth. Because believe me, I've been on countless meetings and deals and talked about cards on dates. Maybe that's why they don't call me back. Um, <laughs> But uh, joking aside, um, you know, I wouldn't sell any of these cards if I didn't have to. So I'm with you, the collector, if you're listening. But here's the deal. Most of us will sell some. And so something that's really helped me, Chris, and anyone who's checking us out today or in the future on the lunch crew, is I try to look at the cards and become unemotional first. So whatever, it's a card, it's a group of cards, it's a set. But once I've decided I can sell this card, or this group of cards, or this set of cards, I then figure out what's the best course of action to do that. And it's very simple for me. If I think that the cards at auction will sell for, or the card will sell for $100, and if I put it up at fixed price, I could get $200 for it, unless I need that $100, I am likely to put it up at fixed price, you know, fixed price on eBay. But if I think it's only worth $100 and all I'm going to put it up for is about $100, meaning it's liquid, I don't hesitate. I'll sell it myself on eBay. I will give it to Rick Probstein to sell on eBay. I will bring it to a card show to sell on eBay. I will sell it on vintagebreaks.com through the lunch crew for $100 or maybe less some fees. My point is, things become so much easier for me. I still like the cards, but I have a lot of cards right now. A lot. I'll just show you in case you're not sure. Um, I'm not sure you uh, saw this the other day. Give me one second here. And we'll be talking about this on Trading Card Therapy tomorrow. Because we're about to get potentially a big collection. I want to talk about that. So check this out, Chris and gang. This is what came in. This is not everything. This is from my recent trip to Tacoma, Washington. 
That's a lot. You see it in the camera, Chris? Yeah. A lot of cards, man. So this is my point. I haven't gone through them yet. Once I do, I'll be ready to sell some, if not all of it. But do yourself a favor. Try to, you know, figure out a very small portion. It'll make your holidays more fun. And I'm not saying you need more money for holiday spending for your loved ones. I mean, for you. You're right. There is. And I'm, 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 I'm being, listen, I want to keep it real on the lunch crew, right? And, and we're having some fun. But we also want to, we want to help people who are listening. There is incredible deals right now from calling big box retailers in our industry. Blowout Cards, who I bought from, has amazing Black Friday sales all month long. David Adams, Steel City, even my buddy Steve Hart at Baseball Card Exchange. I think he does something kind of cool and unique around this time of year. So what I'm saying is if you want to free up some funds before you hit the panic button, you're like, oh, my God, Monty's going to text me late. I have to buy 84 Tops Baseball again. By the way, Monty, yes, you have a problem. He's asked me before. You know, stop buying 84 Tops Baseball. You already have a 17 Diamond rookies. It doesn't change. Um, so free up some liquidity. Use your local eBay consignment seller, national eBay consignment seller. Sell on eBay yourself. Sell it to us here at Just Collect. We'll pay you very fairly. And if you don't believe us, check out our blog at blog.justcollect.com. Literally have spent tens of millions of dollars on some amazing collections through the years. And those FedEx, those FedEx packages I showed you, I'm going to talk more about it on Trading Card Therapy, my 48th episode tomorrow. And yes, that's right. I was supposed to do my 48th episode last week, and I did. I didn't hit the record button. So I had a, you know, like a, a, a trial basis, uh, if you will, for the 48th show. I worked out some kinks, and we're back better than ever for that show. But, but seriously, getting back to center here about your cards, Chris, would you agree? The moment you become unemotional, it's just so much easier to sell your cards. It, it, it is, it is. And also you have to, with the way I do, like like vintage, you're looking at what has happened. With modern, you're looking at what might happen. And you have to look at a player and go, hey, you know, if he reaches full stardom, what does it mean for this particular card? And if the answer is, you know, not a whole lot, some, you should probably get rid of that card and get into something where you can say, hey, yeah, this card's got a lot higher upside. And I agree with that wholeheartedly, Chris. I think that's a great point. I also would like to throw out there, what if you started a set and you're like, you know, oh my God, I started that 12 months ago, six months ago, 19 months ago. <laughs> and you have $400 in autographs or in vintage cards in a set, you're like, you know, I hit this from vintage breaks. I was thinking about starting a 54 top set. Meanwhile, you have 17 cards. One of them's a Jackie. You can cash out for 400 that week. Like you're not completing the set. So unless you don't have another Jackie, get rid of the lot. Yeah. That's, that's my advice is become unemotional first. Then the selling isn't nearly as hard. You're correct. However, if you think you can build the set, build the set. You know, a little Faustine Well, Neville. here's the thing. If you have a problem, by the way, we're going to put up at the end of the episode, we're going to put up a hotline number. It's direct to Chris because he'll just help you come right back off the ledge. And yeah. with that, we're going to wrap up our sixth episode of The Lunch Crew. I sincerely hope you enjoyed our episode. If you did, please hit the like button, share, so that way more people can learn about our hobby and get more people involved. It'll be great. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. VBLunchCrew.com, hit it up.